Just say what a blessing this church has been to the Gideon ministry over the years. This church has, and your pastor has opened this pulpit to many Gideons we've had from other countries and from here locally. But through your generous giving, you may not realize this, but this church has provided literally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of copies of God's Word that has gone and fulfilled Acts 1-8, literally here in your Jerusalem, right here in Rock Hill, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we know without a shadow of a doubt, because of God's promise that his word will not return void, those Bibles that you have helped provide have reached so many people in other parts of the world who have given their lives to the Lord and have gone on to impact their families and people everywhere. So I just want to thank you for being such a blessing and being so generous to this ministry and for your prayers. But today we have a great opportunity. I'm not going to go into a full introduction because it's in the pamphlet that you got. But uh, Mark Morose is from Latvia, which to the east is the Baltic Sea, to the north is Estonia, and to the south of that is Lithuania, and uh, I said to the west is Baltic Sea, to the east is Russia. So it borders Russia, and uh, you'll hear some stories of how God is working in that area of the world and is using your gifts to reach many with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Please help me as we welcome Mark Morose. Survive. Can you hear me? If you don't hear me, I don't hear you. So we are even, I speak in Russian, you are speaking English, we don't understand each other. Praise God, we have something in common, love of Jesus, which covers all of us and gives us sight, the vision, what we are here for. There is a country which calls Armenia. For many years, our brothers were trying to get to military bases in this country. And it was forbidden because um, authorities were saying, if our people will read Bible, they will become weak, they will refuse to take weapons, and they will give up to their enemies, which is Islam Republic Azerbaijan. So for many years, they were trying to do this ministry and didn't work. In 2017, the high general for Nagorno-Karabakh region came to check soldiers. He was going through, lined up soldiers. He came to one soldier, and he had something in his bosom. He said... Listen, what do you have there? He said, nothing. But something was above the uniform. He said, pull it out. So if general makes order, you have to submit. So that soldier pulled out Gideon New Testament, which was given him prior he went to military service. And looking at this book, general became very irritated. He said, you know rules. In military service, you have not to have word of God. You have to dispose of it. 
soldier said, yes, sir. At evening, he made a secret pocket in his sleeve, and uh, he hid his Bible. In a couple days, started war between um, Azerbaijan and Armenia in the Republic of Nagorno-Karabakh. So, many, I would say, thousands of people were killed during these battles, and that soldier received a bullet directly to his New Testament. His officer found out about it, and he said, look, if this book protects from bullets, can, you, can I borrow from you the same book? So soldier gave to his officer. Next day, officer received another piece of metal as the same book. It became very well known among soldiers, among officers, and general found out that that book protects his soldiers. So he started to investigate. He found out that there is an organization which provides Bibles the Gideon's International. He said, I like that every soldier, every officer in our army would have word of God. And above this, that every morning when they have lined up, they have to read word of God and pray Lord's Prayer. Since that time, Bible is available for military service in Armenia. God does a lot of miracles in our life. Sometimes we don't see as a miracle, but there was a family at current war, which was in 2019, between Armenia and Azerbaijan. One family had a child. The child was very good when he was young. He attended Sunday school. Parents were Christians. Sisters were Christians. Everything was fine. But this guy had very nice voice. He was able to sing about mama, papa, country, whatever it needs to sing but at age of 15, he said to his parents, this is your way to go to church. I am not going to church. I don't believe in God. Just leave me alone. I have a good voice, and I will survive without you. He said, so life went on. In a while, started a big, big war between Armenia and Azerbaijan. It was a third war at current days. So he was uh, drifted to um, military service, and before he went to a recruitment center, his father approached him with the word of God. He said, son, we love you. Despite what you believe or you don't believe, I like to say you that we love you, and we will pray for you, and we hope that you will start to read the word of God. In a time of need, you will call upon him. Son took the Bible, he didn't attend to read it. But when he got to the battlefields, he realized that there is no way to survive. Because drones were coming like thousands of bees, they were sending missiles, and many, many areas were disappointed. And his uh, team was one Christian who said, guys, let's read the word of God after battle is over. At night time, we will read and study the Word of God, and we will pray that God will protect our lives. Everybody was laughing. They said, God will not help us because we are in such bad situations that we are going to die anyway. And he told them, if you will die with Jesus, you will go to heaven. If you will die by yourself, you will go to hell. There is no return from this 
place. Everybody was refusing except these men who had the parents who were believers. They were reading together, and one day, it was a missile attack. Everything was destroyed except this Christian brother and that guy who was hanging up on a tree because of bomb, and uh, he was uh, tied up with his necklace to one bench on a tree, and another leg was uh, on the other bench on the same tree. He was above big high cliff, and there was unavoidable death. And when he got back to his conscience, and he looked around, uh, there is uh, no way to him to save, but he was hanging up on a tree, and he praised God and said, God, I love you. Forgive me what I have done in my life. He returned back to his family. And today he is not just voice of Armenia. He is voice of God because he sings and proclaims Jesus as his Savior. You are reasons for these changes. Because most of Bibles, our people can't afford, we are poor, but because of American brothers and sisters, because of support of churches, you send thousands of Bibles to countries like Armenia, Azerbaijan, and we have a blessing to place and distribute the Word of God on behalf of you and tell people that Jesus loves you. In the country of Azerbaijan, which is a Muslim country, there is a brother of Gideon, his name is Ravid. And uh, once Ravid... He was working in the repair station to, repair, to replace air conditioners. And one lady was calling. It was like above 100 degrees at summertime, and she was yelling in the receiver, Please, please, come to me. Just help me. What's wrong? My air conditioner is broken. We cannot survive. It's too hot outside and inside. Ravid said how much it will cost for him to come and fix air conditioner. She said, I don't have money. My husband is sick. He is a handicap. My children are sick, probably with COVID. I do not have job. Just please help us. Good Christians would say, no, we will not help anybody because if you don't pay, we are not a mission or some humanitarian aid organization. We are working for money. But Ravid was thinking, God, if I have to help someone, because of you, not because of them, but I will do because that person is in need. Sometimes you just need to make extra step to listen what God is telling you to do. So um, he took his tools, they came to the address, came to air conditioning, and there was a miracle, so-called miracle. Around the air conditioner were all kinds of ropes, eyes, amulets, all kinds of junk around. He was wondering to this lady, what's this for? She said, this amulet from poverty, that amulet from diseases, this is from these thieves that they would not take anything from us, etc., etc., etc. He said, look, ma'am, you have nothing to lose. You are sick, you are poor, your apartment is in a broken condition. Why do you keep all of these things? She said, everybody does. So I have to do it the same way. When he fixed air conditioner, she invited him to drink tea. 
And there he pulled out his Inchil, which is um, New Testament on uh, Azeri language, and he said to this lady, this is a magic book. Everybody who reads and understands that Jesus is Son of God, He is our Savior, He is our Protector, He is our God because He can supply everything what you need, but first of all, it's a relationship with God. Jesus saves. Please take this book, study, and if you will have questions, I will help you. Study the Bible. This lady, her husband, their children, all of them accepted the Lord. They joined the local church. It is not easy in the Islamic world to worship God. But they went to serve God because someone made extra step, offered his time and energy just to help someone who is in need today. In the city of Kharkov in Ukraine, I've heard a story that one young girl came back from her school lessons and she was brutally raped, raped by her own father. She was crying for help. She was crying. She did not could accept that such things can happen to her life. And she decided to commit suicide. She came to her room and she was looking for appropriate piece of paper to write explanation why she is going to leave this world and what his father, what her father has done, etc. etc. But looking for right piece of paper, she spotted that there was a small book on her shelf. Two years ago, some people were given these books and they were telling, in time of need, when you will have no ideas what to do with your life, just open the Word of God and it will comfort you and it will help you to go further and start your life again. She said, anyway, I'm going to commit suicide, so maybe I have a few minutes just to read what it is about. She started to read and the Word of God Touch your heart. Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. She was reading and she was getting so much excitement because she knew that somebody loves her. Somebody gave his life that she would be saved through this message that Jesus' Son is our Savior. And instead of writing a letter to her parents, she wrote a letter to you, brothers and sisters in the United States. Thank you very much for providing this book at my school. Because of your efforts, today I am saved. Today I am happy because God gave me opportunity to start my life again. You are the reason of such changes. I was in the city of Sokolka, western part of Ukraine, and there one Gideon joined the ministry, and at night time he has seen a bad dream. It was a nightmare. He was driving at very high speed in the, on the street, and there was laying a corpse, and he was thinking, I have to be in a church service. I have no time to stop. I have nothing to do with that man. He is dead. And there another thought came to his mind. Maybe he's not completely dead. Maybe you can help him. Maybe he's some way is breathing. Maybe he is alive. Next morning, it was a knock to his door. Gideons were standing in front of his apartment. And they were telling, brother, just let's go and do the ministry. Let's go and place and distribute Bibles in the prison 
in the prison in city Sokolke. They have high security prison. And uh, being in the prison, they have checked all uh, cells, all barracks. And on the way back, he spotted that there was another building in a remote area. And he asked Warden, what is this building for? Why we do not go there? And he said, oh, don't worry. It is a prison hospital. Everybody who gets there, they never return back alive. They are dying from AIDS, tuberculosis, and all kinds of diseases. Don't worry, because they are almost dead. And he remembered his nightmare. Maybe there is just one person who needs Jesus. Maybe somebody needs restart to his life. So he insisted they went to room, to room, and there was laying very tall young man, 27 years old, who was dying from tuberculosis. He was laying down, he was so weak, he could not move, he could not talk, but on the question, would you like to have a Bible, word of God, he nodded his head. A few months later, in a prison, they received information that one gentleman from hospital prison returned back to main section in the prison. He was healed in that hospital. That man who was dying from tuberculosis, today he is alive and healthy and preached the gospel. As a result of his witnessing, more than 90 inmates of that prison accepted Jesus. And they were baptized on the territory of high security prison. You are reason why it happens. The result is because of your prayers, because of your investments, today we have fruits of your labor. Gideons are not just angels or somebody else. Gideons are your members of your local churches, brothers and sisters, who are going because you send them. Without you, Gideon ministry would not exist. But because you are churches, Church members, you sent us and we do what you cannot do in the far away countries and different parts of the world. I was uh, visiting city Vilnius, and there I met uh, Brother Jonas. He was a major criminal investigator, and he had a very unique way of handling in, uh, criminals. Once he received a phone call and the police told uh, Jonas, you have to come because we arrested one guy and he refused to accept that he was guilty of destroying whole car, whole car, all windows in a uh, rain car, in a railroad station, whatever it calls. And um, when he came there, he could not find any proof that that man was guilty. Everybody knew that he destroyed all windows in a big... Uh, railroad car, and uh, he just denied of any, every, anything. So he said, uh, sir, you have to go to police department and we'll check your papers, and then we'll let you go if you are not guilty. So he came to police department, and uh, Jonas suggested take off his coat because he has to spend some time in the police department. When he unbuttoned his buttons, Many, many, many thousands of pieces were falling under his coat. There was no need to prove that he was guilty. 
And that criminal became so rude, so aggressive, he began to use all kinds of bad words toward police. And Jonas, he's a big guy, he's a very good Christian, but at that moment he took his fist and just punched that man and he fell conscious. When he woke up, he said, do you have anything to read? Jonas always carries New Testament, his uniform. He pulled out his New Testament and he offered that gentleman to take it. That man received a couple of years behind bars and when he was returning, he came to the same police department and he said, where is that man, that police officer who hits criminals and then provides the word of God? Everybody knew that it's Jonas. Nobody else could do it. So they asked Jonas to come, and he told Jonas, Brother, for two years I was reading your book. I accepted Jesus, and I am very thankful that you hit me, that all my brains just turned right to accept the message. For some people, you need just to smash. They would change directions. You know, time is running, but I have a couple more testimonies which are very dear to my heart. I was in the city of Tukums, and there was a pastor by the name Oscar. Oscar told me that at the age of 13, he decided to become a mercenary. He was so good in shooting that when he turned 18 years old, he signed up papers to go to Iraq war for special operations. And before he was sent to Iraq, um, for three months they had to have training courses. And the chaplain of Latvian military offered him a Bible. Oscar didn't plan to read, but when he got to um, Iraq, <coughs> when he got to Iraq, he could see that there is no justice. Nothing is right. People were killed just for nothing. People who were in the wrong time, in the wrong place, they were just slaughtered. Sons of people were dying for nothing. And he said, God, deliver me from this war. I don't like to kill anyone, despite that I'm one of the fifth best snipers in this military group. Please, if you will save me, and if I will return back to Latvia safety, I promise to dedicate my life to you. And God spared his life. He returned back to Latvia, but he contracted epilepsy. He started to fall down every day, three, four times per day, and it was a miserable experience. He came to one church, <coughs> sorry, where he met a girl by the name Santa. Santa was taking care of him. She invited to youth group. She said, Oscar, you have to be with us. We'll support you. We'll pray for you. Just be with us and don't give up in your face. One half years later, Oscar was checked by medical exams and doctors told Oscar, you are completely healed from your disease. And then what to do? First of all, he married Santa. Santa became his wife. Secondly, he knew that he has to fulfill his promise to God. He became a pastor, and today he is a pastor in church which had a lot of problems prior to that. God changed not only him, but surrounding area because today he is witnessing for the Lord. 
There are many testimonies, and if you will be interested, I can tell them after church service, and instead of lunch, you can come to me and just ask questions. But one thing which was changing me completely, it was uh, country Ukraine, city Mariupol. After two weeks of our Gideon assignments, we came to the camp where 18 members, and most of them, they were brothers who accepted Lord in prisons, hospitals, rehabilitation centers. All of them they had in common one thing, word of God and the relationship with Jesus. They were very tough-looking guys, but God changed them. In time of 11 p.m., I said, it's time to go for us to airport. We cannot stay here any longer. Time is time. We have to redeem time. A local president approached me and he said, you have to go to visit one family. I said, I do not go anywhere because we are busy. We have worked two weeks. Every day we have worked very hard. I will have no time because we have to fly to different countries from Mariupol. He grabbed me, he squeezed me, and I began to yield. <coughs> it was very painful because he said, if I will not agree to go with me, I will destroy your ribs. Nice proposal. It's a brother. With love and hug, he could destroy me completely. But on the way, I understood. If God calls you, you have to go. When you are in troubles, you know how to please God. You lose someone, you know how to kneel down your knees. If you are in trouble, you know how to please God. You will read the word of God every day. And you will be so good, not a goat, but as a sheep. God changed my attitude. I was also in trouble. I need to get away from his hug. And uh, I said, whatever it takes, we'll go. On the way, Victor told me that there, is, uh, there was a family, husband, military man for Ukrainian army, his wife Olga, 28 years old, three years old son, mother handicapped, brother Olga, who had uh, mercenary assignments to kill people in South Africa. Just perfect Ukrainian family, normal, everything under control. But one day Olga received a pain in her chest. Pain was so bad she went to doctors, doctors checked her and they said, Olga, you have breast cancer. In one month, maximum two, you are going to die. That's it. Life is ended. But in her despair, she came to her room and there was laying a Bible which was placed by you through Gideon International, she started to read and she realized that there are only two options. Or you will be forever happy and be with Jesus, or you will be forever unhappy because you will go to hell. She was smart enough. She accepted Jesus. She took this Bible home and she was so excited to tell her husband that she is new creature in the Lord. But when she met her husband, he looked at this book, he pulled out from his hands, made pieces, threw it away, and he said, I will never allow this trash in my family. My God is my, my weapon is my God. Good statement. Good man. When she said that she is sick, that she is going to die soon, maybe in one month, maybe in two, he turned around and just disappeared from this family. At once, Olga lost Bible, lost husband, lost financial support. She lost everything, so she returned back to the same hospital. And there were our auxiliaries which were replacing Bibles beside beds in every room. 
She was baptized in a best stop in her apartment. Later on, she began to ask God, God, just give me wisdom. What to do? I need to work. I have no money. No money for food. No money for medicine. Just please provide me some jobs that I can do at home. God gave her a gift to paint pictures. Painting pictures, she was able to sell them, and God provided enough money for medicine, for food, for utility costs, for everything what she needed. One day, she painted a picture which she called New Mariupol, where on golden streets will be walking people who received Bibles in the hospitals of Ukraine. They will praise God and glorify his name for his job, what he has done on the cross. People who saved being in hospitals because of these Bibles. And she said, God, do not let me die until I will pass this picture to someone from the United States to say thank you for all brothers and sisters for their efforts for supplying the word of God in our country, Ukraine. She was waiting for two years. Two years later, I came up to her bed. I looked at her, and it was a real skeleton, which was covered with thin skin. Everything which was possible to take away, it was taken away. But when I met her eyes, she was shining. Her eyes were so happy. She said, don't worry about me. You have a task to go to hospitals and tell God's people to provide more Bibles that will have enough that people like me can be happy. Every morning I wake up, I take Bible, I read the psalm, and I enjoy for every breath which I am taking. I praise God that my son came to know Jesus. My mother accepted Jesus. My brother is going to accept Jesus. God has changed all her surrounding so much because of her love and her witnessing. She passed away, but I promise her that wherever I will be among American brothers and sisters, I will tell the story that we need Bibles for such people like Olga. Because only one thing which could enjoy her life, it was reading the word of God. You cannot comfort anyone who is in trouble, but you have the word of God which comforts and supplies peace. May the Lord bless you and keep you strong that you will never doubt that his word is active. Amen. That's enough. I have plenty of things to share, but I don't think that you will remember anyway. Even if I will ask names which I mentioned, you will be not able to say. Correct? Scary. We have to be responsible what we hear. <laughs> okay, I will tell you one, uh, one last uh, testimony. I know time is running. I can, I can make two. It's not a problem. But... You can imagine country Lithuania, great country, great people. Uh, young girl was uh, one of six children of her parents. Parents, they always had problems with each other. They were drinking, they were fighting. Mama was expecting seventh child uh, and uh, Dainora, 
this girl which I am mentioning, she was standing in the kitchen and her lovely father took an axe and just chopped his wife in pieces. She was so scared. Father was sent to life imprisonment. Mother was buried. All children were scattered in different orphanages. And she started to hate all men. All men are guilty for things which are happening like this. And uh, she was an orphanage. She had very good um, gift uh, as a musician. And uh, one day, her principal decided to send her to a rehabilitation center so she would get right mind toward men, and she can go to study in music college. So she was in a hospital, and there at Palanga City were Gideons which were coming and placing Bibles. One day our brother Algis and his wife Regina approached her room and they offered to read the Word of God. And Dainora looked at Algis straight to face and she said, I will never accept anything from you. Strange. Why not? What did I do bad for you? Why you are not expecting, accepting anything from me? She said, because you are a man. But they were coming every day. They were trying to show love to this girl. And later on, she started to read. Read the word of God. First of all, she forgave her father. She forgave her father not what he has done, but she forgave him because he is the same sinner as any one of us. And she started not only read Bible, she joined local church, and later on she became a musician, singing and playing different music, music instruments and praise the worship team. And she said, I'm very thankful that God found me in the hospital room through his word. There was another case um, in, uh, in uh, Ukraine. We, have, uh, we had brother Vasily. He was uh, captain of special task forces. And um, every time he had to train new soldiers how to fly with a parachute. Now pretend that you are in his team. You are soldiers. He is a special task forces commander. And he would tell you, brother, sister, it's time for you to jump out of airplane. You have to learn how to operate with parachute. And you would think, are you crazy? Why me? Maybe somebody else can jump. I don't like to. But there is a special team, six trained soldiers, which grabbed newcomer by legs, by hands, by neck, and just literally threw it out of airplane. Great experience. In few minutes, you learn how to work with a parachute. Knowing this tradition, he started to approach uh, new soldiers with the word of God. He was asking them, are you sure when we will throw you out? you'll be able to land safety, that you'll not break your leg, your hand, your neck, that you'll not die. How can you be sure? But there is one hope. It is written in the Bible. If you receive Jesus, you can read the Word of God before we throw you out. Just read and study the Word of God, and you will find peace with the Lord. None of soldiers refused to accept good news. Good news is good. 
you just give and they know it's the last chance for them to survive because of that book. There is no other help to be saved. In the city, Nabirzhna Chilni, I was traveling around Russia, and very often I've heard such kind of question from principals of schools. What is your position in the church? Which means to be, uh, it should be orthodox church, and if you are orthodox and you are in some position, you have rights to distribute the word of God. Other way for layman is forbidden. So in most of cases, brother will tell you, no, I'm Deacon Vasily, I'm Deacon Alexander, I'm Deacon this and that. And I was thinking, it's not fear. All of these guys are deacons. I am father of five of my children. Why cannot be just Father Mark, which sounds much better than just Deacon Vasily or Deacon Alexander? So next time I approach school, for a similar question, I said, I'm Father Mark. Oh, Father Mark, thank you. Thank you for coming. Just take your books and do whatever you like. And you get confidence. You go one place, another place. Father Mark is working like password. It feels good. But one day I came to a republic which was Islamic, and I didn't realize that it is on territory of Russia, but it's Islamic region. There I invited local brother and his wife to a restaurant, and there in front of restaurant was March about minus 25 by centigrade, very cold, there was standing big bully guy. Leather jacket, tough looking, bald head, drunk, typical Russian man. So we approached the restaurant, he grabbed me by shoulder, he said, I am going to tell you jokes and you will pour vodka for this service. Wonderful ministry. You are the Gideon. You go and pour vodka and you get all kind of dirty jokes. I didn't know what to do, but somehow you have to get away from that person. And I said, who allowed you to disobey our fasting time? Because Russian Orthodox Church, during that month, they supposed not to drink alcohol, not to eat meat, not to beat up wives, and opposite. And... Uh, here I am. I look at his face and he look at me. Who you are? I'm Father Mark. And he started to confess his sins. That he was done so many bad things. Cheating people in auto market, selling bad cars and good cars. He could not sleep because he needed alcohol. He had to fight as a kickboxer. He had to drink and eat meat. Everything what you don't need to hear. 40 minutes of confessions. And I was thinking, Lord, I don't like to be Father Mark. I don't need to listen to all of this junk just to get permission to get somewhere. And I pull out last anchor. It's the best tool for Christians if you need to get away from someone who is annoying you. It's a great tool. Just pray and talk boldly. Jesus loves you. I didn't say such way because it would be so simple. I said, sir, in your condition, you have no right to talk about spiritual things. Read the Bible, get sober, and tomorrow we can come. He disappeared from my life. And my label as a father mark disappeared as well. There was another case which really inspired me. In Armenia during the second war in Nagorno-Karabakh, our brothers, they were placing and distributing Bibles in different areas of that country. Some 
day, they offered New Testament to two students. One of them, she, her name was, um, she had Armenian names, this is why I don't remember, Hasmik. Hasmik, she received Bible, and later on, it started another war, they have many wars, but brother, Armen, he was telling his friends, his Gideons, he said, brothers, we need to go to Stepanakert and check condition of Hasmik. Hasmik is a young girl. She was normal, nothing special, just normal, ordinary creation. He had so many problems to get to her. When he came to San, uh, Stepanakert, the capital of Nagorno-Karabakh country, he asked uh, where she is, uh, and nobody could tell. They told him where she was working. He came to her working place and said, told her, she's not here today. We don't know what happened, but there is phone which is not answering. We just don't know. But something was knocking to his heart. God, just give me an idea. What is going on with this cosmic? So he insisted, brothers, to go and visit her at home. There was no address, but they had some ideas through which phone they can find. They were working very hard, and suddenly they were able to get phone connection. And the other hand was voice like this. Hasmik, what's wrong? Are you all right? Later on, they met, and at that moment, Hasmik was standing on a stool with a rope around her neck because she was so disappointed. Her parents were killed. Her brothers were killed. She became alone without any hope of the future. She decided to finish her life. It's not worth it to live if all your relatives are killed. She was standing in this robe around her neck, and there was a phone ringing. And she said, I do not have time for this phone because I have to die. It's my time, but phone was ringing and ringing and ringing. And she decided to step aside and just check who is calling. There was brother man, brother who prior to that, just gave her Bible and prayed with her to receive Jesus. God started again her life. God changed her destiny because of the word of God which comforted us in time of need. There are many, many testimonies like that how people were changed because of your investments in the future of our countries. Amen. Thank you, brother.